Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Before the show starts, make sure you visit the Breakfast Store for all the sweet Breakfast merch, like the super comfy Breakfast T-shirts and the very dapper Breakfast coffee mugs. Go there now, BreakfastStore.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is producer Bay Darez. He has worked on some very cool projects like Welcome to Happiness and the Critics' Choice Award-winning documentary Ollie and Cavett: The Tale of the Tapes. And that's not all. We had breakfast at Vivian's Millennium Cafe, and they have a sandwich named after Kristen Bell, so I guess it must be a good place to eat. So let's go. We have Bade Darius today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He has character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Somebody screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Welcome to the tiny studio LA in NoHo. Glad to be here with you. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Well, look, you are a producer. You produce great projects. You have a burgeoning producer. You've got so many projects right now that we can't talk about. So we'll talk about the ones we can. And the other ones will be mysterious until they until they come out in the world. Maybe we'll have you on again and talk about those. I, I think as a younger guy, you did a lot of music, which is interesting to me. You played in like a rock band. I, I was an emo musician. It's true. The internet never forgets. <laughs> Tell me about that. I mean, I, is that a, an era of your life that you look back fondly upon? Or is like, you, you know, you wish you could do more of it? Or you were okay, okay leaving it behind? I think, I'm, you know, I, yes, yes, and yes. Um, it's, you know, it's what brought me to L.A. originally. I came out here with my band. We had a big manager. We had a demo deal at a big label that fell through. And it was interesting because we moved out here from Milwaukee here being L.A. And... About a week later, met with our manager after we settled in, and he was just like, you guys, he was telling us to move to L.A. You got to come out to L.A., you got to come out to L.A. Then we got here, and he's like, you guys really just need to go on the road and build a following. <laughs> and, and, and our meeting went from, like, a, a nice restaurant to that meeting was at a, the Starbucks on the corner of Laurel Grove and Ventura. So it was definitely a downgrade in, in oh my God. Uh, venue. Yeah. And he just looked a little exasperated. He's like, you just got to go on the road. I'm like, we just drove here. We just moved here. So we did. And so I'm very grateful for the experience of traveling around the country for many, many months. I think I did four national tours and just learning about America, you know, learning about people and and meeting thousands of people. So it was really a positive experience, a net positive experience, but it's also something I'm not 
wishing I was doing currently. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I've hung up the spurs and at least as a musician who tours in a van, it was very uh, challenging. Yeah, I bet it was challenging. But it's one of those things where, like, you're probably not where you are today if you didn't start doing that, right? Because you met so many connections and just... Yeah, of course, of course. And also the... I've said this before, producing a film, the skills that it took to be essentially managed the band. I booked the tours, I designed the T-shirts, I ran all the all what was social media back then. You know, it just is a lot of the same skill set that it is, you know, putting a film together. It's a lot of, you know, resources and people and personalities, and it was a good training ground for what I'm doing now. Well, that, I guess that kind of naturally leads into, I didn't know this was going to, but, like, one of the movies you produced, Welcome to Happiness, talking about like, the things you did kind of lead to where you are, and that's kind of one of the themes of the that movie, Welcome to Happiness, right? And if you guys, I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. I would say it's kind of like fantasy, comedy, drama all at the same time. hundred yeah, percent. Uh, I think this is the three categories that we selected right? on uh, on every uh, film festival submission. Those are the three, okay. three categories. Got so, you. Yeah. And uh, did that go to? It went to the festival circuit also. Mm-hmm. It's got Nick Offerman. You know, for you comedy fans, Nick Offerman from uh, Parks and Rec and many other things. Keegan Michael Key, of course. Brendan Sexton the Third. I'm a huge fan of Brendan Sexton Third. So many things. Josh Brenner from Silicon Valley. Uh, Olivia Thirlby, who I remember from Goliath. She had a little run on there that was really good. Of course, Francis Conroy, Six Feet Under. I mean, just like all these great actors in this big ensemble. Paget piece. Brewster. Who, That's right, Paget Brewster from who, Criminal Minds. Who did my last film as well. Oh, is that um, right? Hypochondriac, yeah. And, she, and not to mention Kyle Gallner, who is, yeah. who is a very good friend of mine. And, and he was someone that helped get that thing going because we cast him in the lead and he helped us put the yeah some he of the carries cast that together. movie and he's uh, he's brilliant was he from American Sniper or something like that he he you know what's funny is about six weeks before we we're gonna no I'm sorry ten days before we we're going to camera on Welcome to Happiness he got cast in American Sniper and he had to go do it. So um, they sent him to Morocco. They shaved his head, and we had to <laughs> we had to push production back six weeks. And it, at the time, it felt like just this kick in the stomach. How are we ever going to put this thing back together? We were just like so ready to go, and it ended up being very positive. That you know, he has very short hair in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but, he does. He does. But uh, you know, we lost him. At, we got Keegan after that. You mm-hmm. know, um, we got uh, we just had more time to prep. It ended up being. In hindsight, it was one of those things that seems like the worst thing that could happen. And then in hindsight, I don't know how we could have pulled this off if we didn't have that extra time. So right. it was a, very much a blessing in disguise. Well, guys, yeah, ch- check it out. Welcome to Happiness. It's on Amazon right now. I don't know if there's other places that you can watch it. But uh, it's, a, it's a quirky little film, you know, and it, it reminds me, you know, the premise basically, and I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's kind of like a guy has a magical door in his closet where people can go and maybe change their life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was kind of like the television show Lost, mm-hmm. set in an apartment in North Hollywood with a little bit of uh, I Heart right. Huckabee's vibe thrown and, in. Yeah, I, I thought there was like a, the colors reminded me of like a Wes Anderson film because there's a, definitely this these colors that are very kind of vibrant. I enjoyed it a lot. But we the reason I guess I mentioned this is because one of the themes that comes up is like, you know, things happen and you could change things, but then everything else would be different. Maybe a lot of things you have now would you wouldn't have if you didn't go through some of these bad things, right? So it's one of those lifelong questions. Would you even change things if you could? Ooh, someone should make a movie about that. Yeah. Would you change things? <laughs> <laughs> no, but thanks for checking it out. Um, yeah. It was awesome. Now, you grew up in Milwaukee. Is that... Did you find a lot of influences for your creativity in Milwaukee, or was it, like, big names from other places? Um, I mean, Milwaukee is not known for being a hotbed of creative influence in the world. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we had the Violent Femmes are probably the most famous band to ever come oh, from Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe is from okay. the outskirts of Milwaukee, I believe. So there, you know, Les Paul, who invented the electric guitar, is from a suburb of Milwaukee. So there's right. definitely some history there, but most people have to leave Milwaukee to get success in the in the creative okay. world. Now, what about uh, Laverne and or Shirley, uh, <laughs> the big ragu? For, uh, for those of you <laughs> under the age of... Uh, for wait, those of you millennials who don't know what he's talking about... Everyone will know this. It was a spinoff of Happy Days. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> there is a statue in downtown Milwaukee on the River Walk. I was just there for the Milwaukee Film Festival back in April. They played our film Hypochondriac. Yeah. And uh, my friend John, who's a great friend and collaborator of mine, had never been to Milwaukee before. I took him on this circuitous route around downtown Milwaukee that, so that we would end up at this statue of Henry Winkler. It's called the Bronze Fawns. It's no. a bronze statue of, of the Fawns. With this, those, this is a radio show. I got my thumbs up, two yep. thumbs up right now. Yep. What was his catchphrase? I don't know. Hey. Hey. So anyway, there's a, <laughs> it's yeah, the, uh, the Fawns, Henry Winkler, people know now from being on Barry. Uh, he plays... I haven't seen the new season yet. Okay, he plays his acting teacher. It's it's something Cuso, Mr. Cusimano. Yeah, Mr. Cusimano. That's right, uh, his his acting teacher. Or you might remember him, he was the lawyer on Arrested Development. So there's a statue of the Fonz, uh, Henry Winkler's character, in Milwaukee. Absolutely, yeah. That's outstanding. Did Happy Days take place in Milwaukee also? It sure did, yeah. I did not know that. I guess I knew that Laverne and Shirley did because they were working at like this beer plant or something none of like it that? was filmed in milwaukee to my yeah. knowledge except for maybe some exterior it was all out here in b-roll. la on a, on a yeah. soundstage probably yeah but i remember you know seeing uh when i was a very young man i saw weezer perform oh, and yeah. they had just come out with their first album um I'm, I'm an old person too and uh they were like we just filmed our new music video in milwaukee we can't wait for you all to see it and we had no idea what they're talking about. They were, of course, talking about the Buddy Holly Buddy video. Holly. Great they recreated video. Uh, the sets of Happy Days, and yeah. so they were sort of goofing on us. But it was a fun discovery when we finally saw the video. Well, hey, uh, before we go too much further, we did have uh, a delightful breakfast at Vivian's Millennium Cafe. Look, you are a rock star at Vivian's Millennium <laughs> Cafe. You know, like if I go someplace like the Hungry Fox, people all know me there. They know you at this place. You, I was, I've never gotten fist bumped at the Vivian's before, and I was getting fist bumped because you were getting the fist bump. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, you've eaten there a bunch of times. I used to live down the street and uh, was there quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. What do you love about that place? I like that it's uh, a bit of a hidden gem in mm-hmm. the in the valley. It's a wonderful patio. There's good vibes. It's quiet. It's not this yeah. loud clanging of things right. um it almost feels like you're in someone's backyard and the food's really good and the service is wonderful and yeah I just love it yeah i think you're right that's one of the best things about that place is and the food is is good but you're right off ventura boulevard but you cannot tell because it's so they have like a little area with a bunch of trees and it's very shaded and there's like also a roof there and totally hidden from the street and and it's very incognito the the place itself because it's a, kind of a thin uh, building, so if you go by real quick, you miss it. Isn't that just a metaphor for life? It's right there, and you just have to open your eyes and see it. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> life goes by cr- pretty quick if you don't. Uh, if you don't pay attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the uh, the Kristen Bell inspired sandwich, the K Bell. Big fan of Kristen Bell, so I'm going to try this sandwich. Get the egg whites with American cheese, avocado, tomato, lettuce, mayo on toasted rye is how it comes. And I'm I'm a fan of the toasted rye, actually. I, I went back there and uh, had some toasted rye, not on this sandwich, 
because someone else got the K-Bell last time I went there years ago on breakfast with Amy Paffrath. And so, but now I'm a fan of the of the rye toast. Never was before. And I got a side of fruit. And then what did you have uh, there? Oh, I just got the waffle combo. It's rare that I get a, a waffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit of a treat. And with some eggs over hard because don't like those runny eggs. Oh, you don't? Interesting. Yeah. Why, why is that? You know, just too messy. I've got, you know, I've got a bit of a beard. So it's not, too, it's, it's not a taste thing. It's not a texture thing. It's just... Um, no, it's those things as well. But okay, got you, got you. No, I'm just curious. Probably, you know, I, I had a lunch meeting with someone recently at this breakfast place that I'm not going to name because we're, we're plugging Vivian's currently. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I ordered my eggs over hard and I took a bite and it just squirted all over my face <sighs> and my shirt and I had an oh, old yeah. meeting afterward and I felt like a... If you're not expecting it, that's not good. I was not expecting the, it, the surprise. It was a... Uh, I would say over medium, it would be generous to describe how these right. eggs were cooked. <laughs> but it looked like it was really cooked through. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's, a, you know, all of the above. But, okay. And I had some French, they have wonderful French fries. Yeah. Um, I love a runny yolk, but I totally understand what you're saying. If you've got a lot of facial hair, and if it's, the, you may not like that it's it's messy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're right. Okay. Now I understand that mindset. I, before I was like, I don't know why anyone would get it uh, over hard. Maybe, have you, have you tried it? I have. Mostly because we used to have this babysitter that could, that's the only way she could cook things. I mean... <laughs> Burnt to hell is how I, would, I guess describe it. Actually, uh, and I don't mind it. Actually, you know, um, I just think for certain things, like if I have like something like eggs Benedict, I really want that runny yolk. I do. Hey. Or if I'm having hash browns, I want it. But you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about the egg is it's very versatile. Yeah, you can make it so many ways. So many ways. Is that your favorite way to have an egg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I enjoy a scrambled egg. Yeah. But sometimes people put too many things in the scrambled egg. Yes. Yeah. I just want the egg. Okay. Just give me the egg, baby. Have you ever tried to poach an egg? No. It's weird. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. They they make it seem really easy. If you watch a video online, it's like, you just uh, put the, drop the egg in, and then you just kind of make this, like, hurricane with a spoon where you just keep sp- And that does not work, dude. It Actually, you take the egg out of the shell, drop it in, and then you make this hurricane thing, and you try to keep it in, like, the shape. If you buy an egg poacher, I'm sure it works wonderfully. But, like, trying to do it DIY, no, that doesn't work. Anyway. Just uh, something that's I think is weird that people think is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you enjoy your breakfast? I had a waffle also. It was it was delightful. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't been there. I've not been there since uh, the pre-pandemic. Oh, uh, really? I moved I moved away from the neighborhood and just haven't made it back over there till just uh, yesterday. You made your triumphant triumphant return. Return yeah. still remembered, you know, because it could have you could have come back and the entire staff was different and you lost all your cash at Vivian's Millennium Cafe. Thankfully, there were some uh, some holdovers from the old days still right? there. Yeah. Why do you think it's called a Millennium Cafe? If you read in the menu, they have a whole story about how these gentlemen bought the business, and I think they may have bought it in like the year two thousand from the previous owner. And okay. I think they may rebrand. I don't know. I might be making all that up, but there Big, is a reason for it. I just don't re- something of that nature. I Big think. fans of the who was it, the Backstreet Boys had an album called Millennium. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Big Backstreet Boys fans. However, Justin Timberlake from NSYNC was, used to be a regular there. So mm. I, I would think that maybe they wouldn't do that. Okay. Maybe he just, like, went there to hate eat because he knew that they loved the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> he's, he's just like, he's just giving them bad Yelp reviews. <laughs> That's right. He refuses to actually just to lie and say he was there. He has to actually go there and actually eat there to give them the- <laughs> Yeah. And he's just under the name of, like, J. Tim. He is, or something. He yeah. is that spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, my K-Bell, uh, 
tasted pretty healthy, actually, uh, and and very tasty. You know, uh, I don't eat a lot of stuff with mayo on it now, but I did I did get the mayo on it, and it was fine. I, I like the sandwich uh, with the rye bread, but um, yeah, thanks for uh, going to Vivian's Millennium Cafe with me. It's a it's, it is a nice little retreat from you feel like you're not in the city for for an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know? If you want to be in the city the whole time, you know, don't go there because you won't seem like you're there. <laughs> I I concur. I want to touch real quick because I'm a big Dick Cavett fan. You you produced a um, a documentary called Ollie and Cavett, and I I just I just want to tell people to watch it. We don't have to talk about it too much, but like I think people should go to if you have HBO Max, just watch it because I think Muhammad Ali is one of the most entertaining people to watch, and him with Dick Cavett, which I think what was it Al Sharpton said he was like the whitest guy on whitest TV. white guy on TV. Those two yeah. together, it's just magic. They were friends. You know? it was a yeah. yeah yeah. So check out that documentary. My point is, you're producing all sorts of stuff now, man. I want to ask you, Is what's your favorite type of thing to produce? Oh, gosh. Interesting stories with wonderful collaborators. How's yeah. that for a non-answer? No, that's, <laughs> that's a great answer, you know, because I think there's there's room for everything, and they probably all serve a different... A- absolutely, and, and part of it is also the discovery of... I learned a lot working on that documentary. I didn't know a ton about Muhammad Ali beyond the... he's you know, I'm the greatest and all of his, you know, the classic tropes of Muhammad Ali. I did not know a lot about all the crazy stuff he said on TV in the 1970s. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. You know, I did... Uh, a film called Breaking Fast. Okay. Um, about it's the I think first and only gay Muslim rom com that exists. Really, it came out last year. It's on Hulu currently. If you mm-hmm. want to check it out, and it's it's very much a world I did not know. What I never been to a mosque before we shot yeah. that movie. I never, you know, there's so many things I never. I didn't really know what Ramadan was all about. Yeah, and then the whole play, movie takes place during Ramadan, so it was a. I learned so much and just expanded my knowledge and friendships with people outside of my normal circles. And, right. and so it's always, you know, some things I'm working on that I, that I can't talk about now mm-hmm. um, are also those, these stories that are things I think are important that are beyond my current understanding. And that's sort of the fun of exploration too. And, and uh, yeah, I, so that, I like things. So correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you, you like to find these stories that you don't know a lot about and kind of explore them and learn about them at the same time where you're kind of making a documentary about it. Is that yeah, yeah. I mean I mean Breaking Fast is not a documentary, it's a narrative. Oh, okay. Film. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's the same kind of idea. It's, a rom-com. it's like yeah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But it's just it's just a rom com set in a world of West Hollywood. Wait, you worked on the rom com. Okay, so I was completely misunderstanding you. Yeah. You worked on the rom com. Correct. Oh, got you. Okay. And then we can watch this now. Where it's on, it's on Hulu. It's on baby. Hulu. Yeah, Gosh, I should it's have right watched. There. All right, I'm gonna watch that. It looks very interesting. It's beautiful. It's also film. very close to Brent Brenting Fast. So, you know, I hope you guys have all your uh, <laughs> legal. I may be stealing the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful film that is something I never imagined. I wouldn't have conceived of this film. Yeah. But when it got brought to my attention that they were wanting to talk about me coming on board, I was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. I mean, I just filmed, uh, we just literally just finished delivering an action film, which is okay. the first time I've done an action film. Ooh. Which was a a lifelong dream of mine and uh you know it's just, it's just like every every new experience is exciting we, our film and i guess maybe just plug in everything right now i have sure. a film hypochondriac that played at south by southwest yes that's a queer horror film about mental illness okay 
Um, and it's coming out July 29th in theaters. And I think the trailer is going to be dropping maybe before this episode. So we can probably do a little Googling and watch the trailer. Sure. Um, yeah. Watch that trailer. And can we talk a little bit about going to South by Southwest? Yeah, with of course. That? Of course. Um, how, you know, how is that process for you? How, how was this experience with this specific movie? Uh, it was wonderful. I was at South by Southwest with the Ali and Cavett documentary. Really? And yeah. And it was, it was uh, a whole different experience. Um, it was wonderful because I actually had seen it so many times. I was more or less sitting like one person away from Dick Cavett. I was just kind of watching him watch the movie. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. But I was also going around Austin, Texas, just trying to like, you know, tell people who Dick Cavett is. Cause yeah. Because no he's just, you know, wasn't part of, he's just been a little bit out of the uh, the public, right. the zeitgeist for for a minute. So it wasn't necessarily like the cool, the quote unquote coolest project to have there. But everyone who saw it really loved it. Hypochondriac was a midnight film. It was, we had cool imagery. It was a lot like less of a hard sell to get people to mm. pay attention to it because it was very much more like the spirit of South by Southwest. Right. And it's a really trippy, cool movie. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. It was always sort of our goal. We shot the movie. We're like, this is going to premiere at South by Southwest, yeah. you know? And, and uh, it was, I found out right before Christmas and it was a, Wonderful Christmas gift. So July 29th, so nice middle of the summer kind of release. Interesting. Any, anything else you, you want to share about the movie? Uh, I mean, it's it's such an amazing film. I'm so just honored to have been part of telling this story. It's it's largely based on the writer-director's real life. Oh. So it's, you know, heightened to make it more of a horror film. Right, right. <laughs> but, but it's very, he's been very vocal about how much it mirrors his experience with, with his family and mental illness. And I think everyone should check it out. It, it's a very unique film. And uh, I'm very, very proud of working on it and being a part of it. And nice. The minute I, I met him, uh, his name's Addison Hyman. I met him at a film festival. And me, I was there with another project. And, and my uh, other producer, John Humber, shout out to John Humber. Yeah. We were there at the festival, this festival called Kukuloris uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Shout out to Kukuloris. Yeah. We met Addison there the first day. He actually walked up to Gemma, my my gal, um, yeah. who's been on Breakfast. Who's been on Breakfast, yeah. Gemma Ziegler. G- Gemma Ziegler, wonderful actress. We just did her first music video, just shot on a Monday. Oh, so awesome. she's putting a record out sometime this year, I think. He just, Addison just joined her. He just saw Gemma. He's like, I want to be your friend. And then he just joined our group and... At the last day of the festival, I think he just told us this story. And he's like, I want to make this into a movie. And I was like, yes, let's do that. Nice. And then the pandemic happened and we had to delay shooting it for a year. But it turned out you just got it beautifully. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. And that what's the name of that festival in, in Wilmington, Delaware? Kukaloris. It, it's Wilmington, North Carolina, sir. Oh, Wilmington, North Carolina. We'll, not. We'll edit that out. Not Wilmington, <laughs> Delaware. Very different Wilmington. Yeah, very Wilmington, different. Wilmington, Delaware is where you form companies so you can have tax shelters. That's right. Wilmington, North Carolina is a one where they shot Dawson's Creek. I've actually been to Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. Not Wilmington, Delaware, because I don't have a corporation that I want to. Every credit uh, card company is over there because they're just they're just trying to hide money. Home of Joe Biden. Yeah. 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 Not Wilmington specifically, I don't think. But, I don't uh, believe so. Yeah. <laughs> shout well, out congrats. to Joe Biden. Yeah, shout out to Joe He's a uh, listener. That yeah. Big, big fan. Big fan big of breakfast. Fan. Always, you know, he's not going to be happy with your uh, choice of egg style. I'll tell you this. He likes the, the very runny. Uh, he's, actually, he's like like Rocky. He drinks the egg yolks. The egg yolks. <laughs> yeah. Just raw egg yolks. That's it. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. He's fueled <laughs> by raw eggs. Okay, before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from Bay. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? 
the show that I love that nobody seems to know about is the show called Patriot on Amazon. Okay. There's two seasons. It is a delight. Mm-hmm. It is so surreal and bizarre and not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I just, I think everyone should check out Patriot, Amazon. Uh, it was on years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not I, a new show. There, sometimes the government, the CIA, will recruit somebody to be their eyes and ears, like, like an asset, someone who works in the world who has the ability to, to travel between different countries, for example. The central character in this show works at a piping company. Mm. And so he travels between Luxembourg and this country and that country. So he's he gets this job and he's got to learn about hydrodynamics. It's, it's just so surreal and bizarre and it's so not what I expected. It's a it's one of my favorites, and no one knows what you. You don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I don't it even is. know. Never I didn't even heard of this show. Nope, I never even knew it. I didn't even know what time period it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? Well, me and the aforementioned Shema Ziegler, we really do enjoy Love at First Sight on <laughs> Netflix, which is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but, I do love that also. But well, uh, Jim and I went to a uh, went to an event oh, for it a while back and met like a lot of the <laughs> a lot yeah, of the yeah. the, produ- the creator of the show and a lot of the people on the show. <laughs> There's just something about um, it was the first show I think we watched during the the pandemic. We were you know it was some it was just an enjoyable thing, yeah. and now it's just. Every time someone says something, because they, they they construct this these scenarios where people are talking about other people just to get you know, and we we say you know they're quote unquote stirring the pot. So right. when they would do that, me and Gemma would like do this motion with our arm <laughs> like we're stirring a big cauldron. That's really just because they're stirring the pot, you know. And we have our whole. I actually bought the gold wine goblets that yes. they use on their show, so, oh, really? so you can drink oh, out of them. That's our amazing. It's so dumb. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that one. What is the show or movie that inspires you? Oh, see, that's that's one I haven't really considered. I mean, I'm inspired by so many things. Yeah. A lot of times you watch movies and you're just, it kind of does the opposite of inspiration, mm-hmm. where it's like, if this ex- exists, why am I even bothering? It's true. This is so good. This is done at such a high level. I went and saw Top Gun Maverick, uh-huh. and I can't even conceive of how you make a movie like that. Yeah. You know, and it's so... But I also I love and I and you know Kevin Feige I believe is a listener of Brent Fast. Mm-hmm. I just would love to go make Marvel movies too. That's I grew up reading these that comics. Would be fun. Yeah. So those are really inspiring to me as well. I'm inspired by the filmmaking process and also anytime I see someone being heroic in a, in yeah. a movie yeah. or being selfless, it's really inspiring to me as on a human level. So I'm sticking with that as my answer. Very cool. Hey, if you'd like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Bade Darius and I enjoying our Brentfast from Vivian's Millennium Cafe. Go to my website, brentpope.com. You can list all the Breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances and the official Breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers. It's all in there, guys. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Breakfast store. Breakfaststore.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Breakfast. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 54 countries across the globe, guys. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Will Frenchman, who, once again, is not a Frenchman. I don't know why he's calling himself Will Frenchman, and he's only 2% French. This is outrageous. And everyone at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, tinystudiola.com, for making me sound so good. Bay Darris, what is next for you, and where can we find you on social media? You know, Hypochondriac comes out in July. Yes. I have another uh, unannounced film coming out in August. Yes. And I'm shooting another film at the end of summer in Parts Unknown yet announced and uh 
for now, we're making another documentary. Jem is helping me produce that. That will be coming out hopefully later this year. A lot of things I can't really talk about. Yeah, well, and that happens a lot. Look, that means you're busy. That means you're being yeah. successful. And I'm, I'm so happy you're working on all these projects. I can't wait to see every one of them. Check out Hypochondriac in theaters July 29th. Absolutely. Uh, and you can find me on the internets at at Baydaris, B-A-Y-D-A-R-I-Z, on the Instagram and the Twitter. And uh, I'm not super active, but... I am there. And with that, we put another familiar fist bump worthy episode of Brentfest with Brent Pope in the old to go bag. See ya. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Help support it by buying some awesome swag like the comfy shirts and the beautiful coffee mugs. Go to breakfaststore.com.